Welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. This is your host, Mason Bush. Welcome to the show. For a new pair of boots, head on over to coonhuntersupply.com. Check out the Razor Chaps. Razor has teamed up with Yoder Nylon to make some of the best chaps on the market. If you want durability with the chrome to go with it, look no further. Whether you need boots and chaps, pouches, or just apparel, Razor is your one stop shop for it all. Head on over to coonhuntersupply.com or give them a call at 574 328 0856. Thanks. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16 inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at Light Boots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Today's word, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 16.3 Fancy, I'd been beat, hunting Gracie, I'd been beat by Fancy a couple of times when Doug was hunting her. And I always kind of had an eye for her. And uh, I kept on and kept on for a long time trying to get, get Fancy bought and they wouldn't sell her and and, it, and they're buddies of mine. And finally, I, I was like, Doug, you're, you're hunting a different dog now, and nobody's really hunting fancy. And I talked to Zach. And I was like, won't y'all just let me buy a third of her? I'll pay my own way and keep what I win. And, and they, they were gracious enough to just give me a third of her. And I did some winning with her, and it just kind of came around to where I could buy her, so I just bought the whole dog, and it, and she's she's been a a blessing and a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed hunting with her. I know me, me, you, and come over here. I guess it was last year we had three dogs, and you you was hunting Fancy. Uh, no, I'm sorry, you was hunting Gracie, and I had Brandy and and Fancy with me. I just I just hunt, pretty much hunted them two by myself. Y'all stayed to stayed with Gracie all night. We treat a pile of coon, just me and them Yeah, too. yeah, that's that's when you was on that Honda four-wheeler. Yeah, it was about 15 degrees. I was on a four-wheeler, yeah. froze to death. Yeah, you, you was over piling coons up with Fancy and Brandy, and I'm over chasing Gracie around. Yeah. She's treating a lot of coons, too. We killed a bunch of coons that night. We did. We and it was, it was cold. We didn't, I think we hunted 11, 12 o'clock, and we treated, I think we killed 13. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that yeah, was she, a good hunt. I, you know, back to Gracie, um, when I got fancy, I took Gracie down there to Mitch's and Mitch hunted her and he, he loves her. Uh, then he, he ended up 
getting another dog that I'm a part of here recently, but she, she just wants to go, you know, she's like the rest of us. She just want to go hunting. So this friend of mine, Matt Garner over at Sheridan, he's a coach. I hit him up if he wanted to hunt her because she's great to go pleasure hunting. She still trees coons, big hunting dog, great mouth. And she's a little overweight because she hadn't been hunting a whole lot lately. And Matt's got her and I think he's really enjoying hunting her. So she's still going. I think she's probably 12. Mm-hmm. But um, I think her earnings are like 38000 and they were like seven when I got her. So she's, she's been, she's kind of paid her way too. Not bad for a $3,500 dog. No, not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> Which fancies, uh, she's pretty pretty good ways up on the, the female top earning list as you know she's at, she's at number nine on the top female list which will which it don't really mean anything to me you know ruby's got it locked up for the rest of my lifetime i would say yeah and um uh, i think fancy's up to ninety one thousand. she had 30 she had right thirty thousand when I bought her from Zach and Doug, but she can flat tree some coons mm-hmm. if you put her in coons. She looked good last night. This heat don't bother her. No, I've noticed that. It kills me. She she sits in that little dog crate, and don't say a word until she's ready to go use the bathroom. You let her outside. She goes outside and uses the bathroom, gets a drink of water, and comes back, scratches at the door. Yeah. I, I've never had a dog like her before in my life. Uh, you know, if I if I had Gracie over here to open that door, well, I'd have to go find her somewhere. Right. Uh, Andy, same way. Son, all of them. I've never had a dog that that would howl at you to open the door, let her back in, so mm-hmm. she can get in her little kennel and go back to sleep in the mm-hmm. air conditioning, <laughs> or howl at you. I want out to go go to the bathroom. It, um. She stays I, in the house at your house as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, she stays inside. And, uh, which, I, I mean, she earned her keep. She can stay in the air conditioner all she wants to. Right. I let her ride up front. You're on the back seat of the truck all the time, and especially in this heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I took her to a little local hunt the other night. I guess the first local hunt I've been to in a long time. But we were hunting over around a some pastures that they just spread fresh hog litter on and she didn't do no good it stunk so bad and all the smell of ammonia and all that she made a couple passes through there got struck and it it must have i don't know how that works but it it might burn her nose the ammonia or something because she ended up backtracking herself the way she went into them woods all the way back to where i cut her loose and then backtracking to me and come to me she never comes to me. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, she didn't look good, but she got to ride in the dog box back home because she'd been over there stomping through all that hog litter. <laughs> and uh, she got to stay in the kennel that night outside. <laughs> One of my favorite hunts was this past November. I come over here. I had Wipeout Jackson. You had her. That's all we hunted that first night. And I think we treed. I don't remember how many we treed that first night. It was 13, 14, 15. I don't remember. 
and then that next night Mitch brought Gracie and we hunted them three and a puppet run deer all night and that was crazy yeah and we we treated I think we treated 32 or 33 in the in the two nights we had piled up that puppy a Josie Wells puppy of Mitch's if you remember we cut him loose and he would be three miles away two miles away we just went on coon hunting mm-hmm. finally we found him laying down in a four-wheeler trail yep and then we went up there and cut him loose with gracie and he trees his first coon yeah it's like he needed that edge knocked off first yeah yeah yep <clears throat> i tried buying him at night he he wouldn't even think about it he i, I waited till he got till he treated his first coon he was high on him and i don't know what he's doing now but he <clears throat> i sure wanted him it's he's still running a few deer and I, I, he's training some coons. Uh, Mitch is actually hunting a male dog. Jason Martin up in Pennsylvania hit me up back in January. He had two dogs qualified for the truck hunt. And hit me up about hunting one of them. And, and so I got that dog down here. His name's Toby. And uh, he's out of Mountain Moby. Big old long-legged dog. Well, I hunted uh, Toby for about three weeks there before the truck hunt was canceled. And Toby's, he tra- I treated a lot of coons with Toby. I brought him down here, actually, and treated some with him, him and Fancy. Toby's so wild in a dog kennel. He, he's one of them pin pacers that slings it everywhere and just, I, I can't deal with that. No. And... The hunt got canceled, and I didn't need to hunt that dog for another month. I knew what he'd do. I, I knew what he sounded like. And Jason was already in Arkansas, and I told him, just hang on. I, don't leave Arkansas. You take him back to Pennsylvania. So he took him back home. And Anyway, this other guy that lives by Jason ended up handling that dog in that truck hunt, and which they didn't, they didn't do good. I hunted. I hunted in the truck hunt as well, but I ended up hunting Garen Gibson's proud Mary female or whatever her name is. But it's kind of funny. I, I, I had Mary and was hunting her there for about a week, week and a half before the truck hunt. And she looked, she looked good. And she came in heat the mm-hmm. day before the truck hunt. She didn't look too good on that cast. <laughs> but I won it. I won that first cast. Uh, late round, she didn't do anything. It was it came a monsoon that late round. Uh, she made she cut she covered uh that dog ended up winning the truck. Uh, that young boy over in Virginia, I can't think of his name right now. He ended up winning that winning the whole thing. I can't remember his name. Ma- Mary tree she covered his dog on every coon he treed just pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> It was kind of an embarrassment because I don't like that, but I know she was in heat. She's normally not that kind of a dog. Yeah. But it was, but back to Toby, well, it was a couple of days before the Nationals. I'm already got fancy doubled up in Miami, Oklahoma. So I was planning on just going up to Nationals on Friday and hunting in the quarterfinals. <clears throat> well, Jason calls me up on Saturday before the Nationals said uh do you know anybody want to buy toby and he's got a nationals ticket i said i don't off the top of my head but you know what are you wanting for him 
And he said, I'll take $1,500 for him. I said, well, I'll just buy him. So then I changed my plans to meet Jason up there on Wednesday and get that dog. So I got him. I called Mitch before all this transpired. And I said, you want in on this dog? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we went partners on a $1,500 dog. Well, you can't go wrong. No. The dog had a truck ticket, a Nationals ticket. So I get the dog, and I hunt him Wednesday night up there, and I don't do any good on Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday night, I went over behind Wren Lake Dam, and the dog flat put on a clinic. These guys about fell out when I, I think it was Steve Basham said, I thought Fancy was the only dog you had. <laughs> I said, no, nah, I just bought this dog yesterday. He treated three coons in an hour. Wow. And they quit on me. They they withdrew. He put on a clinic. Then the late round, we got dry hold over there. And he didn't. He treated a coon at the end, but uh, I took a, I took a hundred minus out of the truck for striking under the minute on the babble. <laughs> but anyway, it 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 was a gamble. I should have looked on my Garmin and seen that them woods that we cut loose in just went down there to a little tip and quit, and then it was an open field because when he hit that tip of them woods down there, he shut his mouth. Mm. Ended up across the country over in another patch of woods before he opened again i got a hundred minus out of the deal but it is what it is right but mitch has been hunting toby been training coons with him but you know toby coming out of i think he was originally in ohio and jason bought him took him to pennsylvania and i don't think they have the humidity up there we got down here so he He'll tree a coon and look really good on the first one down here, and it's like he's getting too hot because he, he's not acclimated for this this climate down here. Right. I know how he feels. Yeah. <laughs> but Mitch is happy with him. He'll he'll do some good. I think Dog's like seven years old, so he's got a lot left in him. He's in his prime. Yep. Well, we can start winding her down. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't, I don't know. I, I went through all these dogs that I, I had the privilege of following these all these years, and and I think, you know, now that I'm fifty years old, I think I, I can hunt in senior cast now. I think it's fifty. Yep, I, I believe you're right. I, I might get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Another another team you'll be hunting that senior world hunt. Yep. I, they should have made that senior world championship 50 instead of 60. Yep. Then I'd have something for them. Yep. I, I would hate – I'd rather judge the youth than have to judge them old men. Oh, don't you know it? You throw I know how I used to be. I used to – and I, I'll admit it right now for everybody listening to this that I used to be a handful on a cast. But at, at some point you just kind of – just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just go with it. But they, I have been – on the other end of it and been a handful and uh i i want to keep doing this as long as i can keep up and which i'm in great shape i can i can walk all night long but you know there's going to be a a point where i'm not going to be able to, to keep up with the younger generation to walk march in there to a dog right 
I know. I've, I've gotten spoiled hunting on this side by side over here in this refuge. Oh yeah, I mean, and I've always been that way. Unless I was hunting on a cast, I want to be riding in a boat, a four wheeler, a truck, a side by side, or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I've always wanted to pleasure hunting. I want it to be easy. Right. And um, I enjoyed hunting out of that boat. Uh, it's Friday night. Was dropping this puppy. What about that storm we were in? Right, <laughs> it come out of nowhere. We, it, it was white capping this lake, and yeah, we were for that for those of y'all listening. We we were running these noodles out here on this lake, catching some catfish, and we got seeing some coons walking around. Saw a whole family on a log over there one time, and I said, "You want to go get that pup yours? I'll drive you around in the boat." And I'm just sitting in the back of the boat wearing some work boots and some shorts, just driving Mason around. And uh, anyway, your pup treated three coons. Mm-hmm. Looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. But that last one, he was way, he was several miles from where we're sitting right now by boat. And that storm came in quick, didn't it? It did. We didn't have a choice. There was trees hit there was trees falling off the bank of the lake into the lake you couldn't see there was water running out of the top of my boots i had been in a storm like that in a very long time lightning popping wind blowing 30 40 mile an hour it didn't last 15 minutes but it was it, bad it, it, it was, was a bad 15 minutes <laughs> it was rough for a minute i thought my contacts were going to wash out it was raining so hard at one point mm-hmm I don't know what he done. He he got on the edge of that bank and got gone. He put something in that stump. I, I told you before we ever pulled up, I saw something look at me in that stump, and he was coming down the bank and got trees in that, in that stump. Probably a coon running for its life. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I think his pup will be all right. He just, he just needs coon hunted like the rest of them. Yeah, he looked good on them coons he treated last night. Coon-minded. He's green. He's green as a gourd. Coon-minded. Don't pay attention to another dog. So that's that's two steps out of the way. So yeah, yeah. Only thing that pup needs is hunted some coon shot to him and a handle. Yeah, he does need a handle. He does need a handle. <laughs> he's he's super hard-headed, but that's what you need. But yeah, it it it, it was a bad storm, but I had a good time. It was fun. Yep. I caught, yeah. what did we end up cleaning a while ago? Six or seven catfish, four or five bass. Yeah, something like that. Tried that, that uh, them hot, that hot dog trick that guy told me about at the gas station work. Yep. If you'll take some hot dogs, cut them up in chunks, put them in a Ziploc bag with cherry Kool-Aid and dunk powdered garlic on it and let them soak, it works. It, it done the trick. Yeah, we caught them catfish, caught some turtles. Had some catfish get away. Mm-hmm. It done the trick for sure. Well, I enjoy and appreciate you. Uh, oh, I, I love it when you come over here. We always have a good time. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed going over there, uh, catching them bass and them little holes on the refuge yesterday. Yeah, them guys had the same idea I had because... I've caught a lot of bass going over there and just walking down the bank of that that river. It, it's like a slough. I should I shouldn't say a river. It's called a river, but it's it's like a a bio moving water in it. 
and I just never dreamed we'd run into somebody with doing the same thing. With three of them. And three of them on a Suzuki 300 with stock tires. And they came out of there with 30 bass. <laughs> they got up a little earlier than we did. Yeah. They right. they had the same idea. We, we caught four or five keepers and... We both threw back several. Yeah, I, I threw back a whole bunch of little, little, little bitty ones. But I should have kept them. They could have made a sandwich. Yeah. They, uh, had, I had to fight, fight off a few snakes. I only saw that one snake over there when I was standing on that log. But but snake, he, snakes are par for the course over here. Uh-huh. But, you know, that place, you leave it alone a day or two because it's got that moving water in it. You'll be able to go through there and catch 30 because they, they'll just move right back in there. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, I was catching them where that, where that water was moving through them trees falling down, a little bit of current right there. You could throw it in there with a spinnerbait, and I was catching them pretty consistent right yeah. there. There's plenty of them in there. It's, this place got plenty of fish, plenty of mosquitoes, and plenty of snakes, plenty of coons, too, plenty of everything. I've been working on these coons down here for, for 30 years, and I hadn't even put a dent in them. No, so we probably looked at 30-plus last night, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, which we wasn't hunting on the refuge. We was hunting on some private ground not far from here, but the, the corn's about right, and there was coons all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen a – this weekend I've saw, seen a bunch of – young coon so it ought to i believe we've had a oh it's a big crop had a big crop of them that's what they yeah. need and maybe i got her trained good enough i can go up there and win at madison missouri <laughs> well i appreciate you coming on here and i appreciate y'all having me over here clifton's always been good to me and oh yeah you're welcome anytime i want i want to get him on here soon and pick his mind I don't know if you can pull that off, but you can try. I mentioned it to him yesterday, and he said, I, I forgot all about all that stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you'll get him on here or not. Uh, I'll have to sweet talk him. But, yeah, he's got a lot of dog knowledge. That what? big brown dog he had, I don't remember what all he was out of. But was he off Moose or Zeb again? I think it was off Zeb again. I can't remember, but he could tell you. But I, I like that dog. That dog had a gigantic mouth. He was a big dog too. A big he? gigantic dog. And he he was a lot of fun to hunt. You know, Clifton's got a. I think she's still alive. He's got a female off a big brown named Sneak. She's silver champion. Uh, she had a male dog mouth. Man, but you know, I hunted sneak some, and I won some with her. I, matter of fact, I seemed like I placed her in the Arkansas State UKC hunt or something several years ago. But I liked her. She treated a lot of coons, but a trailing type dog just is, is not my type of dog. Right. Yeah, Andy was a trailing type dog. Um, that's why you know I could win with him, but. I couldn't get along with him. Right. Because I like I liked a dog. This has always been my theory. I wanted a dog and, and a two-hour cast and make me three to four trees. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you treat me three coons and a slick, I'm probably still going to get a chance to win. Right. And, you know, Andy, as accurate as he was, it just took him too long to get it done. Gracie was, she gets the job done. Some same way too. The rest of, Andy's really the only trailing type dog I've had that I can think of in the last 20 years. But, you know, Sneak was a, Clifton's dog Sneak, she was a trailing type dog. She'd have a lot of coons. And she was, she's fun to take pleasure hunting, but she wouldn't, she just wasn't my kind. Right. Right. But everybody's got their own preference. And, and I mean, I I know guys that that's all they want, a dog trail a coon up and have it. Mm-hmm. But, man, that, that's not for me. Right. I, I'm with you. I, I was ready to pull my hair out last night. Just That puppy stayed on the ground as long as he did. I'm ready to go pull the trigger. I'm not. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not. In, uh, I, heck, I can, I can listen to a dog bark. In a neighborhood, mm-hmm. yard dogs. If I want to hear dogs bark, I want to. I want to hear a dog treed. And I want to go pull the trigger. Right. But well, anyway, I've enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to wind her down. We're doing that Michelle Granberry benefit today. It's oh yeah, that, we got to spin the wheel here shortly. Yeah. So about- yeah, I gotta get loaded up here here in a minute and. Get the side side boat back to the shop in, in Benton. It's hard to leave this place. It is. I wish I could stay over here a week and hunt this puppy on the run this corn, but Well, you're gonna have to tell Barry this winter you're gonna have to take a week off. Yep. Cause uh I plan on being over here. I try to slip over to Atlanta a day or two early sometimes and he don't love it, but Well, just tell Barry he can come too. Then <laughs> that way you can Stay more days. That's right. I don't know if that'll make it better or make it worse. Well, Chad, I appreciate you coming on here, and uh, I appreciate you inviting me over here this weekend. We tried to do this in November, and it didn't work. And I said I wouldn't leave until we get it, got it done this time. So. Well, I hope it's turned out all right. I, I, I had mixed feelings about sitting here talking like this because i've never done anything like this before but maybe it'll maybe it turned out all right i've got lot i've got stories for days i mean just like them them game warden stories no those those were the fun times mm-hmm. you know you know you kill coons year around arkansas now yep back then it was fun when he was playing cat and mouse <laughs> Ain't near as fun when law ain't chasing you. And I mean, when I was when I was a kid and I had a driver's license, I didn't have a job. Uh, lived at home with my parents, and so what I did for money, I'd be out coon hunting. I'd if I saw five deer, I shot five deer, <laughs> and I'd take them home. I my parents had this gigantic sycamore tree by the garage, and I'd have them strung up by that sycamore tree and quarter them up, put in ice chest. And there was this guy over there at Benton, off of Edison, across the tracks up there, and I'd sell him them quartered up deer for seventy five hundred dollars a piece. And that was my running money to go hunting, or whatever. Hey, you probably had all the money you needed then. I, I was stocking up. I selling deer meat. I'd shoot them hogs too, but I didn't really like skinning them hogs. They're a little harder to get get skinned, but messy and nasty. Mm-hmm. But 
I can skin deer out pretty quick, still can, because that was my income. And then I got a visit. I did that for a long time, man. I got a visit from a, a betting cop and telling me I can't do that. And so I had to stop, I had to stop that form of income <laughs> before I got hemmed up. But no, it, it we're, we're living in a different, different day and times now. Yeah. You know, back then stuff like that was fun. And heck, I, I probably killed more deer with a 22 than a, a 90 year old man has that's deer hunted his whole life right. with a high fired <laughs> rifle. You know, I don't do that anymore. Hadn't in forever, but you know, back then it was fun. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people have and, and don't talk about it. I'm sure it goes on a lot more than people think. Oh yeah. And, and you know, another one that comes to mind because i just stopped by i just stopped by bill sight's house the other day he's 70 years old and i used to hunt with him he won the futurity oh my gosh like 1994 or 96 or something like that he won the futurity with a dog called ridge it was out of ridge roamer and they and I, I forgot about larry you know, I've, I've known larry townsell he's still hunting i've known him since i was a little kid Always kept a good dog. Ridge Roamer was off a of Hillbilly Mac way back. That's some old stock of dogs. And everybody back in the day had uh, Ridge Roamer dogs around Arkansas. They were junky, wild coon treaters. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I think Larry told me one time that uh, Roamer was running a deer and it got hung up in a fence on the side of the road when he was trying to head, it, head the dog off. And he ended up having to kill that deer with a screwdriver. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but Romer and all them pups off Romer are all the wild junk deer runners, but they treat a lot of coons. <clears throat> but, no, I stopped by Bill Sight's house the other day. I was up there working, talked to him. And he's, he, uh, you know, he hadn't been coon hunting in 25 years. And I'm going to take him here for too long and side by side. And uh, he said, I still keep up with it. He said, uh, it was so funny. He said, I tell my wife, I, I grab my laptop and my headphones and head to bed and tell her I've got to go to a $100,000 hunt tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I, I, I go back here in bed and listen to this, these play-by-plays play by plays and all that on, the, on all these hunts. He, he said, well, I'm going, I got to go to bed. I got a truck hunt to be at. <laughs> and you know, it, these guys that I grew up hunting with, they don't hunt anymore, most of them, but but they all still keep up with it. It's like, and it's like Casey Phillips that took me for my first time. He hadn't probably been coon hunting since I took him one night with Sun, but he still keeps up with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's good they do these play-by-plays and, and these live videos that these people that can't go anymore. Yep. It, it kind of keeps him feeling involved. It's... That's a good thing, especially Josh McCaleb. He's done well with that, and how how they broadcast that. Pro Sports done well too. Greg Greg does good on them lives. Josh does. It's they got a good thing going. Oh yeah, I, you know it's like last night we were sitting there listening to and watching Josh McCaleb's little setup he had going. You know, with all these cast winners, and it's like, it's almost like watching the news. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's got a good thing going right there. He thinks he's on ESPN, I guess. I guess so. 
I like old Josh. He likes that. Yeah, that, him, Josh, Jeremy, there, Jed, all of them. I, and that, you know, that's one thing else. Ninety-five percent of my friends for the last thirty years are coon hunters mm-hmm. for, all over the country. Absolutely, it's. I wouldn't live where I live if it wasn't for coon hunting. I wouldn't work where I work if it wasn't for coon hunting. I wouldn't date the girl I date if it wasn't for coon hunting. Very Every, true. Everything that my life my life revolves around has has come from coon hunting or coon hunters. It's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me as far as keep me on the straight and narrow. And well, it's something to do. Yeah, you know, I, when I was young, it was either go cruise military in Benton. And hang out in parties and don't don't get me wrong i've done my share of that too but mm-hmm. it, or go hunting right and i I just always love to go hunting and and it's kept me out of a lot of trouble when i was in high school i don't guess i've ever told this story on here i was in high school i took this little boy hunting and had just dropped him off and i was riding by a buddy of mine's house i noticed a lot of cars there and they was having a party there i pulled in and I was just sitting there talking to them. I hadn't drank a drop and all of them. And they're 17, 18 year old at the time. We're still in high school. All of them have been drinking. Somebody busted this party, called the cops on this party. I ain't been there five minutes and cops come rolling in. And they was 10 or 15 of us. They lined up and made us do a breathalyzer. I was the only one that blew a zero. They said, you good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, if I wouldn't have... And I, and I I may have never been there if I wasn't coon hunting, but if I wouldn't have went coon hunting that night, I'd, I may have been. You might have been in the lineup. I, I may have been because all yeah. of them got in trouble, and, and one of them's mom got in trouble too for distributing it. It was it turned out pretty bad. Luckily, I'd been out chasing these dogs and but, dodged yeah, that bullet. I, I've never gotten in trouble from anything. And, um, you know, I, I have got when I was younger I did get two tickets game and fish tickets but it was just dumb stuff mm-hmm. I used to duck hunt my dad was a duck hunter um, I used to guide duck hunts till my late 20s every winter I'd be guiding hunts um, I loved duck hunting back then it's changed so much I, I probably haven't been in 15 years or something but um, but I I was guiding some guys one day, and uh, they wanted to go. They wanted to go shoot Canadian geese. That's what it was. So we took them up on the Arkansas River. We were down in this area, duck hunting. These guys were from Florida, and they wanted to go shoot Canadian geese. Well, you can go to the Arkansas River up around Little Rock, Conway, and all down that stretch. There's Canadian geese everywhere. I mean, they they live there, and we were up there, and these. We set out a spread, and these Canadian geese came in there and circled two or three, four times, but they just wouldn't commit. They ended up going down the river, and I saw them all go down. We sat there for a little while, and I told them guys, I said, y'all just sit tight. I'm going to go down there and get them geese back up. So I hop in my boat, and I take off down the river, and I turned, went up this slough, and I get out of my boat, and well, there I, I walk up the bank and they're in a cow pasture. It's got a pond in it. I, I mean, there's like 50, 60 Canadian geese sitting around this pond and on the grass and all that. So I can start easing up toward them with my shotgun. Well, I got buckshot in it. And that ain't, that's not legal. Right. And uh, 
So I'm easing up through there with that Beretta shotgun on my back, I'm belly crawling in this cow pasture, trying to just get close as I can. And so, anyway, one of them sees me. They start honking. They all get up, and they fly right toward me. And I just roll over on my back and shoot three times with that buckshot, and I kill four geese. <laughs> so I, I, I get all these geese picked up, and I go over there, and I, I just reload my gun, lay it in the front deck of my boat, and throw them geese on top of it. Well, them geese are just scattered going everywhere, and I'm, I'm hoping they go back down there where them guys are at and my, my buddy that I guided with. But they didn't. I pull out of that slough to the river to go back up river where they were at on that sandbar. And I look to my right and I see this boat coming with one man in it. And I knew one man in a boat. It ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> I'm running that boat of mine wide open up that river. It's a long ways up there where I had to go. Probably a mile, mile and a half, two miles. I don't know. I'm running that boat wide open, and I'm going through my shell bag. I should have just threw the whole thing, but I, I was too cheap. I'm going through my shell bag trying to weed out the lead shells and throwing them in the river as I'm running up through there. But I still got three buckshot in that gun up in the front deck I can't mm. get to as well. And I got to cross a rock jetty, so I got to slow down and kick my motor up, go across them rocks. You can't hardly see them. You know, you, you know where they're at, but you can't really see them. Well, that's where he, he, he caught me, right there on that rock jetty, right out in front of these people <laughs> that was uh, hunting with me. And uh, anyway, he gave me a ticket for, I think it was $50 a shell for every shell I had that had lead in it. Wow. And the I think the fine was like $1,500 or something like that. And I'd been better off just throw the shell bag in the river <laughs> it had been cheaper but I didn't want to get rid of my uh, expensive steel shot or whatever tungsten I had but you know they they got me that time and uh, oh gosh I was probably yeah this is a good one here I was in my 30s and I've been at my parents' house for Christmas Eve, and uh, I was headed home. We'd had a few drinks, and I was headed home, and uh, the Alcoa aluminum property is all over over by that, that land that I owned, and it's just thousands of acres of just woods and old mines and stuff like that. You wouldn't want to turn a dog loose in there. It's too dangerous. It's got blue holes and mines and pits, but... The place is just known for gigantic bucks. I've got some mounted that I've killed out of that place. And they run, or they don't anymore, I don't think, but they did run a security guard 24 hours a day. One guy, like an off-duty deputy. And they pay him just to drive all over the country. It's just secluded country, woods. Well, I'm going home, and I, I take a left on the Uke Road. Should have just went home. I take a left on this uke road and follow it down there, and then that, usually this gate's closed, but it's wide open. Well, I know there's a big field up there on the left, so I drive through that gate, and I get up there to that field, and I get my coon hunting spotlight out, and I shine it out there, and it, it they look like bullfrogs. There's so many eyeballs in this field. Well, I just go through there, and I pick out a buck, and I lay that 
22250 out the window and I laid that buck down. I didn't even get the gun back in the truck good and a guard rolled up on me. And uh anyway, long story short, it the, the deer was down out there in knee high grass and they had a city cop over there and all that looking for it and you know, I'd only had a few drinks so I I was good. I wasn't like intoxicated or anything like that, but <clears throat> I, I'm just sitting there. They're want, they're walking all over this grassy field looking for a deer, and I'm on the phone with a deputy friend of mine, and and I said they ain't even close to where that deer's laying. <laughs> and uh, uh, th- this went on 15 minutes. Start looking for. It. I, I shot that deer back left-handed at an angle, and they're up here right-handed looking. And uh, finally, they ended up finding that deer. Well, they called the game warden. When's Christmas morning? Now, I mean, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, probably midnight. He's happy. You know, I I know this isn't going to be good. Right. And anyway, they called Todd Johnson. I didn't know who he was at the time. Great guy. I I figured when he showed up, it was going to be bad. You You get a man out on Christmas morning from his family for some stupid stuff like i just did you're probably gonna get some tickets mm-hmm. but he showed up and he said what are you doing i said well i was just headed home and i'm seeing this deer and i i shot it and you know normally i was supposed to lose my hunting fishing privileges for like three or five years or something but that guy really took care of me he took my hunting light and the rifle I shot the deer with, and he wrote me a six hundred dollar ticket. And they'd have shot me. <laughs> you know, they he had the right to confiscate the truck, all the guns I had in there because I was duck hunting during that time frame. Some I had shotguns in there, and um, but he wrote me a six hundred dollar ticket. Well, I couldn't wait till the, that nearby town. At Brian, I couldn't wait till they opened up. I went over and paid that ticket because he told me he said, "All right, here, here we go." He said, "You go pay this ticket, and then you call me. Here's my business card, and I'll give you your light and your gun back." So I went and paid that ticket, and I called him up, went over outside of Hot Springs where he was at. He gave me my light and my gun back, and he said, "Well, look," he said, uh, "You're gonna get a letter in the mail. You've lost your hunting and fishing privileges, but," he said you know we're going to appeal it i mean you're going to get together and we're going to appeal it because you, you know you don't have anything on your record and all that and so i just kept waiting to get this letter in the mail where i wasn't going to be able to hunt and fish for a while and he took care of it i didn't have to do anything i never got a letter i didn't lose anything but 600 bucks so you know after that episode we could already pretty much kill coons year round anyway. I, I don't do all that stuff anymore because I got lucky. Yeah. They'd have had guns drawn on me. I'd still be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, you know, these days you can't go anywhere without being on camera. Oh, yeah. It's like us talking about these game wardens dropping these little micro cameras in these trees over here in this refuge. Oh, yeah. Yep, they got... They got technology that we can't get on these cell cams. They have phone boosters in them and size of a shotgun shell and drill a hole in a tree and take your picture when you're coming down these trails. Uh, it's it's 
But, I mean, they they got a job to do. Yep. Don't think you're going to outsmart them. It's, no. It's best no. just to follow the rules and hunt it when it's in season. Yeah. You know what, though? There's no telling what they'd do to you if they caught you in here hunting out of season. Do what? There's no telling what they'd do to you if they caught you in here out of season. Oh, it'd hang you. Be, especially being a refuge. It's, yeah, they would hang you at being federal refuge. But, and I've never... I. Just, I've never done it. Yeah. Now you you know back in the day when JC was alive, old Jimmy White used to be, live over here outside Stuttgart, and he hunted and and took took care of JC's place and JC's stuff. Now now that guy was an outlaw. <laughs> uh, he hunted the refuge year round, and they chased him in a boat one time, and the only, and they they shot a hole through the block of his motor to stop him. Wow. Now I mean that's that's been. 20 years ago but yeah jimmy's dead now but he was jimmy white was a straight up outlaw and he lived here but what, what about jc y'all y'all got pretty close before he passed away didn't you yeah um i was coming over here he had that house up the road and i was coming over here hunting and staying um he called me one day needed a dishwasher and I dropped everything that I was doing in Little Rock, and I went and got that man a dishwasher, and I brought it down here and put it in for him. I didn't charge him a, a penny for putting that thing in. And from that moment on, he told me I could come down and stay anytime I wanted to. And I got to hunting uh, with him. Uh, I mean, there, there's this picture, and we talked about it last night because I took that picture where we were at last night uh, years ago when me and JC was hunting a uh, sun and primetime Wendy ran a coon across the rice field over there and got it bayed in a ditch and neither one of them could kill a coon and and you know a lot of people seen that picture where Wendy's nose is cherry red just bleeding uh, and I had a lot of fun with that guy I miss him he really a good dog man um, you know, Conk was over here at the time. Conk was the head sandwich maker. <laughs> oh, Conk was his right hand man. Yeah, yeah. Conk called him the captain. But um, you know, the, JC called me middle of the night one night. Well, like or it's late, ten o'clock or something like that. They'd been in there fishing right over here in Horseshoe, and you got to put your four-wheeler and boat and stuff on a party barge to get over there. And they'd got four-wheeler stuck back in there. And J.C. called and wanted to know if I'd bring four-wheeler down and get them out. And I came down and put my four-wheeler on the barge, and we went over there and drug all that junk out. They'd been in there for stuck for a while, but... Yeah, I think that was kind of Conk's job. It was to bait JC's crappie hook and take the crappie off and make sandwiches. That, that was kind of his job. Mm -hmm. I think JC took care of him too. So he did. JC took care of a lot of people. If he JC liked you, he take he he take care of you. Yeah, he passed away before I ever come along, I guess. But I heard a lot of good things, a lot of good stories about him. Yeah, man had enough money to do whatever he wanted to do in life, and you would never know he had 10 cents to his name. Just as common 
and just dressed like me and you. He dressed like he'd been out on a farm, you know, flannel shirts and but uh, and I, I like people like that. Doesn't flaunt what they have, you know. He was right. genuine. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the word I'm looking for. He was genuine. Yep. Yep. That's the way it ought to be. Yep. Well, we winding up on two hours now. Uh, so I got to get packed up and get home and get this raffle going. And yep, we're going. We're going to go ahead and put this. Yeah, I'm gonna get you to help me put this boat on trailer and get hooked up, and then we'll we'll be doing some raffling. Whoever bought the spots in this raffle, we're doing for John Granberry, which is a good friend of ours. You know, his wife had cancer, and all of a sudden, and um, insurance just wouldn't cover everything. That you know, ever all of us know these medical charges are just through the roof and unnecessary charges, but. She's doing really well. John's a great guy. He's a real good friend of mine and Mason's. And we're just trying to help them out a little bit. And this is going to be a good raffle. 12, I think, is it 12 prizes now? 13. 13? Yep. So, you know, we got 100 spots sold. And this afternoon, somebody's going to win a a $10,000 dog for a $100 bill. Yep. There's a lot of dog. We got a dog, brand new dog box, Garmin tracking collar. Um, quite a few things to give away. So S- some some dog breedings. Uh, some good dogs. Rodeo, Andy, uh, Power Trip. Yep. Stoner. Um, there's. It'll be interesting. It's gonna be a raffle like hadn't been done before because usually they're just raffling for one or two little items and be over with. But this this is gonna be a a lot of spins. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank everybody for sending in their payment and and just stay tuned and it'll be live here in about two or three hours. Yeah, which this will this will be out long before uh, it gets done. But anyways, uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Chad. I've enjoyed it. I love listening to these stories and coming over here. It's, I said this is my favorite place to hunt. And, I enjoy I enjoy old Clifton taking care of us and cooking his fish. I I could eat on it all weekend. Oh yeah, I'm telling you what I like that BLTs at four o'clock this morning yeah. more than I do anything else. <laughs> you got that right. But um, yeah, I'll save them good stories for the next one we do. I've got some really good ones. I'm just kind of keeping them keeping them hid back right now. All right. So this fall when I come back for when the refuge opens, we'll uh, we'll do it again and. We'll Hopefully, I'll have won a world championship by then. Well, maybe one of us will. Yeah, because I'm going to give it a shot. Well, anything else you'd like to say before I cut her off? I don't guess so. Look forward to you coming back. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. Thank you.